The Grappling Hour is brought to you by Ludagear, athletic support items created by grapplers for grapplers. Fire Grub Meal Prep. Meal Prep. Done right. JJ Wilson, who has learned to master Skype in a very short amount of time. Uh, JJ, hey, what's up, brother? Not much, man. How you doing, sir? Good, man. How you been? Very well. Thank you so much for asking. I hope you are doing well. If you could do me a solid and go ahead and press the little video button on your phone. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. Uh, what's that? What's that? If you just touch the screen. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one, the only JJ Wilson, who is just, where are you coming from, dude? Are you coming straight from training right now? Yeah, I just finished training. I'm just going home right now. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you for giving us time, my man. Uh, here's the thing. I, I was very excited when I saw that you were going to be on this next Bellator card. And uh, I want to ask your opinion because this man, isn't just, well, I'm sorry, go ahead. Man, I'm super excited for this fight. You know, it's on a really big card. It's with uh, Fedor. He's the main event. That's what I was trying to ask you, which is, put aside for a split second that you're fighting, let's talk about how much effort and love Bellator is putting behind this event. You've got Fedor and Bader in the finals of that Grand Prix uh -huh. they've been building up forever. Then they've got Lovato fighting Gegard. Uh-huh. That, and that's the same cage that you'll be fighting on that night. Are you excited just as a fan before we even Man. get to talking about yours? Man, I'm excited as a fan even just to go and see those fighters. You know, like uh, back in New Zealand, I dreamed of even uh, watching these guys fight. So to be on the same card as them, it's, it's, it's truly a blessing, you know? Well, that's, I mean, that's a pretty cool feather in your cap to have uh, so, so early <laughs> in your MMA career. Because let's face it, how old are you, kid? I, I just turned 21. Oh, Jesus. We're going to see you forever, aren't we? All right. You're 21 <laughs> years old. You, uh, you're crushing it. You've got this great story jujitsu, uh, you know, background that you've been so good about. You've made a very solid transition into, uh, MMA. Um, just who is your opponent? What can you tell us about what is coming up? Because January is just a heartbeat away, but we'd like to know where you at and how that all has come together. Yeah, so my training, my training for this camp is going really well. You know, I got, to, I got, um, Justin Flores helping me with my wrestling. I have uh, I have my boxing coach, Coach Juan. He works with Antonio Margarita. He's really, he's super strong. And then also for my jiu-jitsu, I have Johnny Faria. So I have a really strong corner for this fight. I'm feeling really good. You know, the guy I'm fighting is going to be a little bit different because he's southpaw. You know, it's going to be my first time fighting a southpaw. So I got to um, so I'm adapting to that right now. But you know, I'm I'm confident. I'm feeling like it's going to be a, a first time finish. You know, I'm going to put the guy down and I'm going to uh, use my jiu-jitsu to win this win this fight. Do you feel good in knowing that, like, 
I like hearing a jiu-jitsu guy say they want to go for a knockout because one of the main criticisms we get as jiu-jitsu guys is that our hands don't have weight to them. Yeah. So so when I when I started jiu-jitsu, I started kickboxing. So I've been kickboxing since as long as I've been doing jiu-jitsu. You know, I've had uh, I've had um, seven Muay Thai fights. I fought some of the top guys in New Zealand. Um, I've been fighting I've been fighting MMA the same amount of time. So like I'm confident with my hands, but um, no, I'm more confident with my jiu-jitsu. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna put work on this guy. I'm gonna put him down and. Uh, Make him swim and make him swim in my waters. It's good stuff. How does it feel? Because I have to ask this: When I saw you put up that article, I know you don't have any say in the headlines or anything like that. Yeah. But when it just says Kiwi, like you as the the formal noun, yeah. How does that make you feel? Because I know that's something that you're you might be used to, but I don't have people calling me a Kiwi, and I don't really <laughs> just like think to myself like, oh, I'm cool with this. Like, when you read that headline, does that feel normal to you? Uh, yeah, for, from me, New for, for me, it's normal because, you know, all the New Zealanders get called Kiwis. But, uh, you know, a lot of people have said that to me, and I, 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 I always laugh about it because they're like, are you sure you like to be called a Kiwi? And I'm like, I don't mind it. <laughs> I guess it could be offensive because it is like a flightless bird that can't really do anything, so it kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we're just but, asking for, you know, again, it's a very American thing do, <laughs> to ever occasionally just look at a name like that and go, what'd you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. Hold up, hold no, up. I you call me a kiwi, son? I don't even know what that bird is. Is yeah, it a bird? It's, it's a flightless bird in New Zealand. It's indigenous to New Zealand. So I guess it's our, our, our icon. So... That's why people call us that. But I always think to myself, like, why do I like to be called a flightless bird? It doesn't really make sense. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's fair. It's a bird that can't fly. So how is it even a bird? That's that's a great question. And, and one I'm sure we'll be figuring out for the ages. So let me figure this out. Are you Ubering on the side? Or are you just giving rides to people? Because I see somebody in the back. No, this, this, is, this is my friend. His name's Carlo. Hello, Carlo. We just finished training. Um, you know, he's he's getting ready for worlds. He's from New Zealand as well. So oh shit, just to prove out. So um, hope, hopefully he he you know he can uh, prove that New Zealand's got some top level guys. I was about to say, are you are you trying to pull them over here? Because I think we're, we're, listen, you're good as is. We don't need any more of you guys. We're we're good. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to build an army of New Zealand fighters <laughs> and bring them all over here. Slowly <laughs> but surely, trying to infiltrate us over here. I don't know, man. I just started <laughs> laughing because it's like normally I do these interviews one on one, and I know sometimes we got people on the go. We just were talking with Ethan Krellenston, who was, uh, well, okay, that was rude. Uh, our good friend JJ just dropped out. We're gonna give him a call and bring him back on in just a second. Um, I mean, is, is he working as an Uber? Anyway, listen, JJ. Sorry, man, no, cut out. You're fine. I understand. It's it's weird. I was just saying how we were talking with Ethan Krellenston, who was at an airport. Uh, everybody seems to be doing multiple things. This is the first time I've ever done an interview where the person is potentially driving and also has someone in their backseat. Is just like, oh, that's the. <laughs> That's me, mate. No big deal. Yeah, no, no. I, I would have four people, but the other two people are down the road waiting for me to pick them up. But I'm just chilling here, talking to you right now. So, no, you are 100% becoming a professional Uber just for your team. Because... Yeah, yeah, I know. 
100% they should be paying your gas. So when you get oh, somewhere, sure. they should buy your food because uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't cut for just anybody. Uh, I'll say this though, dude. He's preparing for... He's preparing for Nogi Worlds. So what does it feel like, though, when you have a fight going on? Do you miss wanting to go to Worlds or competing in Jiu-Jitsu? Like, does that register so, at you? So I'm, I'm still going to be fighting Nogi Worlds. You know what I mean? Because um, it's always been my dream to win Worlds. And I'm feeling my wrestling's feeling really good. My Jiu-Jitsu is feeling really good. So I'm feeling really confident for Worlds. I want to go there. I want to win a world title. And then... Um, and then Go go do, go into my Bellator fight as a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion. That'll be dope. Dude, you're... Listen, kid. I don't... You know, we live different lives. That's a good way to start, <laughs> I think, what I'm about to yell at you about. Which is, you know, most people just say, like, yeah, it sucks. Oh, I wish I could do this tournament because I got my fight in a month. So I'm really laser-focused. You're like, man, I'm so laser-focused on that fight. I'm going to go to Worlds real quick. Pick up a little quick thing, a little metal <laughs> around my neck, and then just go straight into murdering somebody in a cage right uh, after. That's the plan, bro. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Because you know what's nice is is that uh, I love the fact that you get those gamers who go out there and always want to compete and test themselves. That's dope, dude. But, you know, you, you can take one off. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, if it was a smaller tournament, I would. But, man, I've been preparing for Worlds this whole year, so... I can't, I can't, I can't miss it, you know? Did they, like, tell you when your fight was before you knew, like, when so, Worlds was? Like, how did that work out then? So, like, um, our Worlds camp here had already started. They let me know about two weeks before I announced it. They're like, we we want you to fight on um the uh, on January 26th. Are you, are you down? We're going to find your opponent. And I said, yeah, I'm down this, um find me a fight and then they got they came back like a week later saying oh, i got your opponent we'll send you the contract in um a couple of days so once i got my contract i posted up online and announced to everyone but um i had already i had already registered for world so i was like oh, i'm not gonna pull out i'm gonna fight there but you you could like nobody thinks you're <laughs> pulling out of worlds like some sort of like pussy you know what i mean like nobody thinks yeah, like no, oh no. look at this guy he's so afraid yeah, no, I, I, I don't feel like that, but I feel like I I just want to, I want to win it. Like, yeah. that's that's been my dream for, like, I've went to Worlds four years in a row, and I've always felt short, like, making the quarterfinals, making this, you know, just an inch away. But this year, I feel like I have a, I have a better edge, so I feel like I can take it, so I don't want to miss it. Well, bless you, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna be very honest with you on the one thing that worries me. So again, I'm not a person who competes. I'm not a person who fights, but when I'm training those people and working with them to help them get ready, yeah, it's one thing when it's somebody competing for Nogi Worlds. Like I had somebody yesterday who I wasn't sure if they're competing at Nogi Worlds, so I kind of like take away like heel hooks and certain yeah. moves that I think might like render them stupid or that would hurt them right yeah when somebody tells me they're fighting mma i'm always like oh god i don't think i'm gonna like submit you and kill you i'm just really nervous i'm gonna be a klutz and fall on you the wrong way and then you can't do <laughs> yeah. anything so i get really concerned and when somebody like you tells me you're gonna do both i'm just like i can't roll with you 
I I feel I'm gonna do I'm gonna ruin you. I don't know how. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna fall no, on so you the like, wrong when way. I'm rolling, when I'm rolling, like yeah, I'm preparing for no good worlds, but I'm using my MMA like I'm using my MMA thoughts and how I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna like um I have my MMA mindset when I'm rolling, so I'm still pinning their arms, setting up for ground and pound, like. But I'm not actually gonna punch them because we're rolling jujitsu. But I still set them up like that, and I'm gonna do that at worlds because it's really good control you know you, don't get me wrong MMA you, fighters you can control them really well you punch me things get hectic uh yeah, I, I don't i don't really it. enjoy that all that much i had somebody <laughs> run a combat jiu-jitsu round with me once and they didn't ask they just did it and i was like the fuck you doing uh but <laughs> but, but to me i just an album. yeah but i i always <laughs> i say it like this it's not a question of me wondering where you're at mentally. It's more me being a klutz and thinking, no, 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 no. I want to be a good training partner, but I'm also very nervous uh, for you. So uh, kudos to your training partners for making sure you're you're nice and uh, and not injured. So uh, yeah, you... no, my 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 training partners are trying to kill me. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> they're trying to rip every part of my body off. <laughs> this is like every wrong answer you could possibly be giving me. <laughs> <laughs> is is continuing uh, like every step of the way of this interview so far, sir. Go ahead. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna be fine. I'm sure I'm gonna make it. You know, I'm feeling good. Like there's no way there's no way I'm gonna pull out of this fight, like at all. Okay, well, good. I'm glad that you're you know, your mindset is one hundred percent intact. Even if yeah. rational thought may be a little bit more out here, the, the yeah, mindset no, is 100% on point. So uh, well, I'm very proud of that. I have rational thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it exists in my brain. So JJ, let's let's take a trip back because one of the things we always like to ask people is kind of getting a sense of where grappling begins for them. This is called Grappling Hour for a reason. So where does your jiu-jitsu and grappling journey begin, sir? So I started I started jujitsu when I was about fifteen, going on to sixteen. Um, you know, I walked into my gym one day. I walked into uh, in New Zealand. I walked into the gym and I was like, "What the hell is going on? What are these people doing?" Hmm. You know, this. And then I started to. Um, it was an advanced class going on in my gym, and then uh, one of the guys said, "Oh, you can't train. It's advanced class." And I was like, uh, "I'm just gonna train." Hmm. So I jumped in the class said i knew what i was doing i didn't know anything and then um i looked around and saw what other people were doing and just sort of copied them and then i started rolling and then everyone beat the shit like beat the shit out of me because yeah, of course there's a random guy and he's not listening to instructor and he wants to roll so he goes in i got a hiding and then um i kept showing up because i was like i wanted to get all the people back that 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 gave me that beat me up i was like man i want to get these guys so i kept going back they kept beating me up keep beating me up and then um and then eventually it started to change and then i was like i think i actually like this i think i'm good at this and then i started competing um i had a comp i competed like one month into training like my first competition i was one month training and my coach was like oh there's a tournament you want to join i was like sure i went i submit i had three fights i submitted them all in triangles so i was like Maybe I'm good at this. Maybe I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> and then uh, six months later, my coach was like, do you want to fight MMA? I had no hands at all. Zero. Zero hands. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's fight. I went in there. This guy, I had no hands at all. It was so shocking. I went and watched it the other day. It was so funny. Um, 
but the guy comes in, I shoot a blast double, mount him, and then catch an armbar. So it was, uh, so it made me really like, made me really like jujitsu. And after that, I just got really hooked on grappling. And I was like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Okay, so let's let's take a moment to just kind of stop here because you're you're picking up more people in the background. Uh, yeah, also, we got some more people. So. Hello, other friends. I'm doing an interview. It's good to see you guys. Uh, I hope you don't mind. I don't have questions for you guys because I wasn't told this. Uh, but uh, if I was prepared, I would ask you guys individual questions. So uh, thank you, audience, for being here. Uh, JJ, though, if I'm listening to your story correctly. Most people have that, like, oh, man, I wanted to test myself. I wanted to get in there. I wanted to, like, just find out what to do after wrestling. All of those narratives. Yours is basically you got beat up and it's a revenge story. It was like you yeah, took down was... names and you were like, that motherfucker will die in three months. I will come yeah, back no, to him. Yeah, exactly. That's how I started. That's how I started. I was like, that guy fucked me up. I'm going to get some payback. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did you ever... when I finally did. When I finally did get payback, it felt pretty good, you know? <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, no, it's it's basically every, uh, like, you're essentially going the Punisher route of uh, of MMA stories, where it's like, how dare you? No one makes me bleed yeah. my own blood. I'm coming after you with everything I've got. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad, though, that you did, because, of course, it's worked out very nicely for you. But I guess the, the next question to that is, like, did you ever have an inclination toward doing this sort of thing? Some people come from wrestling. Some people come from different backgrounds. Like, what was it that made you, like, so do that? I, I didn't, like, um, in New Zealand, I played rugby as a kid, but I never really um, did any kind of combat sport. Like, I, my my mom's boyfriend, he, he did, like, a little bit of kickboxing. He showed me a little bit, but I never really did any kind of combat sport. You know, my family, they weren't really into um, combat sports it was just um my friend he he started training at the gym he was talking about it and then he um he bought me some he bought me he bought me something i can't even remember what it was and then i was like i'll pay back and then he's like no nah, don't worry about it just come to the gym with me and i was like oh, okay i'll come to the gym with him because i had no money to pay him back anyway <laughs> and then i went into the gym with him and then i was like man this is really cool and then uh that's that's how i stepped into the gym mm. it wasn't like a you know, and then that's from there. I just really liked it and just kept kept training. So that's awesome. What? So you said that you went to go back and watch your first fight. Yeah. What has grown the most for you in your own eyes watching it? Because it it is like watching any kind of competition or any footage. Yeah. Has moments of cringe or things that we kind of you know don't love, but it still ended fine. But you're able to look no. at it with perspective now. I looked at it and I laughed because my hands were down, like my hands were by my my hands were by my chest. I had like a wide stance and I was like taunting him. I like you know how you come out and you touch gloves. Mm -hmm. So I ran out fake to touch the glove and I punched him. Oh, like, you're that guy. That's right. Oh Jesus Christ! I was like I was like like pure street fighter. Like there was like no technique. I was like, oh, my God, what the hell? Like, I had no respect, no technique, no nothing. And then I just ran at him with a double leg. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm so glad that you got that out of your way now. So that way, <laughs> when you get to further and further in your MMA career, I don't have to, like, give you a call up and be like, listen, kid, you fake that punch one more time. You're in a world <laughs> title. How dare you? 
Uh, okay, so let's discuss this. So that's when you start doing it. The question we always like to ask that's really important to us that I think unites all grapplers is, when did you know that you fell in love with jiu-jitsu? Man, so um, I I competed at my first tournament, as I told you about. And then, like, I had a, I was still just, like, coasting. I was like, oh, this is fun. Mm. And then I had, like, another competition. And then I won again. I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. But, like, I don't really care about it. And then my third competition, I lost. I, I lost the finals, the finals match. Mm-hmm. And, like, I went so hard. I had no gas left. I couldn't breathe. Like, then why, as soon as I lost, I was like, this is it. I'm going to commit my life to the shit. I'm never losing again. Hmm. And, then, um, and then from then on, I just really, like, my mindset changed. I stopped. I stopped because uh, I was a little bit of a bad kid, you know. I was doing a lot of bad stuff. I stopped everything. I moved into the gym, like, because um, I, I was kicked out of home and things. So my my coach let me live in the gym. So I basically just left my life, lived in the gym, and just trained after after I lost. So it took the loss to to make me really commit myself to to the um, to jujitsu and grappling. That's great. I mean, I'm glad that you were able to refocus that. That's. I think yeah. one of the hardest things for grapplers or athletes to learn because nobody teaches you how to lose. Yeah. And and having a good mentality to learn how to transfix that loss into a win in the future mm-hmm. is one of the hardest tricks that you you don't not everybody gets it that fast, if I'm being perfectly honest. A lot of the times there's the frustration, they feel like just throw more at it, but not analyzing yeah. why or what you can do to take that as, as fuel and in yeah. a smart way, kind of grow from it. So it's really cool to maybe with that perspective now that you look at mm. for your old match and now just kind of say like, man, it's really cool how those events transfixed your life in a very positive way. No, for, for sure. If that, if I never lost that match, I probably would never have taken uh jujitsu seriously, you know? Well, I, I wonder about that because even when you're in your jiu-jitsu photos, why the hell are you sticking out your tongue in almost every one of your goddamn photos? <laughs> so uh, that's that's cultural. So it's got a poke on it. It's, it's my culture. Uh, who and a what? Like a Pokemon? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, kid? <laughs> it's got a poke on it. You got like that. I mean, I've seen it. Yeah, I know. I get it, Miley Cyrus. But why? <laughs> so so um, my culture is moldy. And the pukana is sort of like a fierce, um, it's like a fierce face. Well, okay, well, interpretations are different, but go on. Yeah. How would you describe a pukana? So pukana would be sort of like intimidate your enemy as you're going to war. Did you, did you hear that? Yeah, so let me see if I can uh, say that for our, our viewers. Uh, it's basically like letting your enemy know that you are a fierce warrior and what's up, right? Yeah, it's basically saying uh, you're trying to intimidate. It's intimidation because we'll do the haka, and the haka mm. is um, you know it's pretty intimidating, and then we'll do the pukana to add more intimidation. Got it. Okay. See, like maybe I, like I'm like I'm here for war. Like. Got it. Now that makes more sense. <laughs> I think it's just because we don't see the actual first part of it, so we don't see the haka yeah. happen beforehand. That we just see the like you doing it, it makes you look like a Batman villain sometimes. Where I'm just like, <laughs> Batman villain. Yeah, it makes me wonder. I'm like, are okay. Well, I think the kid's going insane now. Clearly, 
Um, <laughs> it gets gone insane. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad. Okay, well, I'm glad. I mean, culturally, I'm sure somebody's going to be very upset by this. But I, uh, fuck them. Uh, JJ, <laughs> here's what I'm so intrigued to ask you about. Because, you know, you, you get there. You find your love. You find your passion. And one of the things that's uh, uh, very difficult for people to really get a handle on is where did you start to find your best advice or transitions from taking your jiu-jitsu game into your MMA game? So, like, the thing was, is I started, I didn't really want to do jiu-jitsu. I wanted to fight MMA. Mm. Like, I started, and I was like, I, I want to fight. And then, um, and my coach at the time, you know, he was an MMA coach, but he's, um, he, he got his brown belt from Hickson, then got his black from uh, Marcelo, what's his last name? Was Zendez or something mm-hmm. from Gracie Paha. So he was, you know, he was he was technically sound in jiu-jitsu, but he was more of an MMA fighter. Um, so he he taught me right from the start jiu-jitsu that works in MMA. Mm. And then um, I never learned I never even learned what Delahiva was until I was like a like a mid blue belt. <laughs> so like I went through my whole like beginning of jiu-jitsu with uh, MMA jiu-jitsu, and it got me pretty far until I started to meet these guys who played and bolo and all these sort of things and now and then i had to really sit down and study and bowlers and how to defend them because i yeah. didn't even know what the hell dalahiba was but then um but then you know it, it took me really quickly to adapt to put them into my game so uh so for me it was it was easier for me to transition into mma because i had already been training jujitsu jujitsu for mma basically from the start mm. okay that, that's good man i'm glad uh, that they were able to complement each other because so many people don't necessarily get like that ability or they get like a specific brand of jiu-jitsu that is difficult to translate. So especially yeah. for, for fighting, I think that's great that you had the right kind of people helping and backing you up there. Yeah. When you made your professional debut, there are some circumstances that came up that uh-huh. were difficult. Yeah. I would like to know, you were in the middle of a weight cut you got a call. You thought that they were joking. You were trying to like get a real answer out of it. Like, yeah. How were you able to persevere and like stay focused and getting Man, back was, to your weight cut? It was super hard. Like, um, I was, I was crazy actually. Like, uh, so I was had been cutting weight all day. I finally was on. I was about like 0.5 of a pound off. Like I was almost there, and uh, we had stopped because um because weighing was in the morning and it was like 10 p.m. at night. So we're like, man, if you sleep, you'll wake up, you'll be on weight. I was like, okay. So I had just laid down, I was tossing and turning trying to get to sleep, you know. And it was about like 1 a.m. They called me. I hadn't I hadn't been able to sleep. So it was about 1 a.m. They called me. I ignored them call at first because I, I I was like I can't talk to anybody right now. I'm dehydrated. I have no energy to even move. I don't want to talk to anyone. So I hanged up the phone. They kept ringing. They keep ringing. They keep ringing. And then, um, and then, I, and then they said it's emergency answer. So I answered. But when I answered, I was all mad. I was like, what, like, what the fuck do you guys want? <laughs> and then they're like, uh, you know, um, they said, oh, Jamie passed away. And I was like, hey, he's fucking with me. I don't, you don't need to tell me this shit right now. I'm in the middle of my weight cut. They're like, no, we're serious. Like, we're here with the police, and I don't know what's happened, but um, she she's on the ground. Like, and then um, I was, and then from there, 
I still was like in disbelief, you know. I was like, no, like you hands are talking shit because she's young. She was one year older than me, you know. She was only twenty two. Um, so at first I was like, what the hell? Who like? I was, automatically I was like, who done it? Like, what happened? Because at first they didn't tell me what had happened. Nobody sure. was telling me. They just said um, that she had passed away, and my thought was, well, she was in perfectly health. She was perfectly healthy, so someone must have killed her. So I was freaking out, thinking that somebody killed her, and there's, like, my mind went down that path. And then, um, so I was like, who was it? Like, I was going crazy, and then, um, you know, I'm, I'm in the, right now I'm in the bathroom, my coach is uh, asleep. I'm in the bathroom, like, crying. Like, and then, um, and then, like, after two hours, I wake my coach up, and I tell him what happened, and he's like, He's like, man, I'm sorry. Like, do and they said, do you still want to fight tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, I still want to fight. And then he goes, man, we're gonna have to try. We're gonna have to try sleeping and and keep your mind focused. And then, uh, so I, I was on the phone, like calling all night, trying to tell what happened. And then um, my stepmom messaged me, and I said, what, you know, what, what is, what happened? She goes, oh, she committed suicide. And then, and then. Um, you know, I heard a little bit more, and I I didn't really know what to say, and I was still crying at the time. Like, so I spent the, that whole night. I didn't sleep. Like, I cried basically the whole night. Woke up. Uh, didn't even wake up. I basically stayed up all night, and then I went to the weigh-in, weighed in, made weight. You know, uh, faced off with the guy, did all that stuff, and then um, and then uh, I was just like, I need to, I need to finish this fight, and then I need to get back. Like, that was my mind. That was. My night, my mind never crossed a thought of backing out of the fight because you know? I was like, if if she would not want me to back out of the fight if she was, mm. you know what I mean? Like if she was, if she could tell me, she would have told me not to back out of the fight because just you know what I mean? Because I can still make it to a funeral. So she was like, you know, don't. I just had a feeling like just the fight, you know, go out there and and, and win the fight for her instead, you know. I mean. Uh... It's a remarkably terrible thing to have happen, just period, outside of a fight yeah, game. It's a sure. amplified thing when yeah. you are preparing for a fight. And so many fighters have, you know, people who pass or people who uh, have something tragic happen to them. Like, they get tested in ways. Mm. And I feel like that's one of those tests that, for you, just it does seem unfair that it would have to be, like, such an amplified thing. No, for sure, hundred <clears> percent. But you were able to go in there and pull off a win. What was the first thing in your mind when you pulled off the win? Man, my phone might die any second, so I'm sorry if I cut out. You're good. But um, uh, no, the first thing I won, I, I was, I was like, I don't really know. Like that fight was different from any fight I've ever had because I was emotionless. Even after I won, I, I didn't feel like happy. You know, like you usually you win, yeah. you'll feel like happy. Like, when I won, I was just, like, just normal. I didn't feel like I was happy. I was, of course, I was, like, cool, I won. But at the, in my mind, I was sort of, my mind wasn't in that place. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I wasn't there that night. Like, my mind was elsewhere. Like, the only, even when I was fighting, like, I was in the cage looking at the guy. I was, um, all I was going through in my mind is, like, I, I got to finish you and then I got to go back. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I got to get this done. Well, it appears that JJ's uh, phone was dying out. 
I think his cell phone had reached the end of its charge. Well, <clears throat> that's unfortunate. Anyway, folks, I think that's going to do it for us here today. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to put an extension over to JJ uh, that we can close out the interview at a different time. My apologies to his phone, you guys, myself, I don't know, whoever is responsible for this, uh, his phone dying. Yeah, maybe his phone charger for getting a bad rap right now. But of course, we want to hear more from him. And uh, it was a phenomenal uh, series of of stories and recollections we got from early before, but he knows that he is welcome to come back on the show at any given time. Uh, I just don't think we're going to hear from him until way later today. So I'm going to shoot him a note, tell him we'd love to have him back on very soon. In the meantime, guys, do us a solid, go download us on iTunes, go to the YouTube page, grappling hour, add us on Facebook, add us on all of the major social media. That means the Instagrams. That means I say iTunes again. I'm going to say that one one more time. If you could do that, it's huge support for the show. And give big, big thanks and support to our sponsors, Fire Grub Meal Plan and Luda Gear. I think that's going to do it for us this week. My name is Rap Esparza. It's been a great day for grappling. Mike.